Okay, here we go with another podcast, this time coming to you live, not live, tape delay obviously, from the Fly Fishing Rendezvous. So, it's going to be a little busy, uh, a little bit loud, I'll try and minimize the noise as much much as I can in the edit, but I can't promise you anything. So, lots of vendors here this year, Um, I don't know, probably this probably a little more than last year and there's actually been quite a bit more traffic than last year so it is myself at the booth um chazzy pants is here so we'll talk to him later i've got uh 5280 coming up later on i will hopefully if everything goes well i'll be talking with landon mayer and if everything else goes well i'll be talking with Dwayne redford and then from there I'm going to do kind of a vendor spotlight of everybody that's here. It may not be everybody, but it's going to be a lot of people. So I'm going to try and hit as many of these um, vendors that are selling things here. And you guys might, um, you know, it might might be something you're looking for. might be something one of your friends is looking for. But uh, we'll give it a shot and uh, get some vendor vendor spotlight action going on. And hopefully you guys like that. So I'm going to line up a couple of interviews get my shit straight and i will be back recording shortly you'll never know the difference because i'll edit this all together so thanks all right here we go first guest of saturday none other than chris krueger what's up boss how are you not bad you i'm good thanks for having me back yeah yeah uh you're doing so those of you that may have may may or may not have listened to last year's chris was here last year doing some tie-in He's got some newer stuff to talk about this year, and we'll get into all that now. So, what's shaking, buddy? You did a uh, presentation? Just, yeah, just got done doing the Darth Invader, um, which is my big articulated streamer, uh, killer little pattern. Um, just got done tying that in the in the fly tying theater. Got a got another one tomorrow at twelve thirty for the Flutter Nugget Golden Stone. Nice. Yeah. And uh, all right, so so you tie with. You're with MFC, correct? Correct. And yeah. And what what else you got? So I'm a pro team member with uh, with Whiting Farms. So I okay. use a lot of their stuff and and uh, signature designer with Montana Fly Company. And then I run my business uh, Rocky Mountain Fly Design, which is just my design company and commercial tying. And then uh, with uh, Regal Regal Vices. Ah. So so you don't hate me for having a a Renzetti nah, sitting I over here. <laughs> No, they're I both, mean they're both nice. They're, they they are, really are. They are. I think it's. I don't know if it's a st- you know it's. I think it might be more of a style thing because the Regal's got a little bit of a different pivot. You know, I've been on Regal for twenty over twenty years, and uh, it's just it's what I love to tie on. And as a commercial tire, to be able to squeeze and go and change sizes and and be able to to have it grip. A variety of hook sizes it just works really well for me so how well does that hold you know i mean oh man that, obviously that, you know i have one of the big game uh heads right and that big game head i can i can you'll bend the hook out before you'll you'll think that see that thing slip oh no kidding we huh? always uh you know it's got slots in it so you can okay. put the hook in the slot and you can bend that hook out we bent a uh six out hook out at one of the shows just to see if it would slip and it doesn't that thing holds so tight oh wow yeah yeah i've never i've never tied on a regal they're 
I like the way I like the way they're set up and look and the way the head pivots and yeah. and does all that. And like you said, you being a commercial guy, just to squeeze it and it's out, squeeze it and it's in. Right. I mean, that's that's quick. Well, and a lot of the orders, you know, may have multiple sizes. Some people fishing for trout in part of the year and right. pike other parts of the year. So not having to change up the setup with knobs and and all kinds of levers and stuff, it's it's definitely helps tie more and finnick less. Yeah, yeah, I know because I mean, like one of the, I try to always tie in like the same range, you know, I'll always tie like midges, so right. I know my my jaws are adjusted, you know, and then for some reason I'll always grab like a a bigger hook and I'm like, all right, well let's tie a woolly booger, and then I'm like, oh shit, you know, yeah, just, uh, just that's a, that's my one complaint about the Renzetti. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the ideal situation is that you can sit down and tie, you know, dozens of the same size, and that's and great. But clipping on, them in the, and out, yeah. on the day-to-day orders, that's not necessarily always the case. So being able to be versatile in the jaw sizes is definitely a, a big plus. Yeah. So how many patterns uh, do you have with MSC now? So we've got a new one that just started this year. It's a, It's been a great pattern. It's called the Zombie Snack. So we're doing that in a, a bunch of different colors. It's out in three colors right now. They're adding a, a couple new patterns or ne- new colors next uh, season. We've got the Pooter Pupa, um, which is okay. a caddis pupa pattern in two different colors. And then uh, the, we've got the Flutter Nugget Cicada, and we're adding in a Golden Stone and a couple other colors with them. Okay. And then i got a Carp Fly with them as well called the Little Dragon Crow. Ah, yeah, nice. All right. So, what do you got? What'd you bring? So today we uh, you bring brought with you? me a couple bugs. So we've got uh, the zombie snack, okay, which is the like I said, the new one with Montana Fly Company, and it's uh, it's a Ooh. great little pattern. Strip it, swing it, dead drift it. It's got some great little weight to it. It's uh, you can use that thing for a on a spay rod or a single hand rod. It's just a really versatile pattern. Yeah, so, I like. I like these cone heads. Yeah. I don't like the ones that are too, you know, too sharp. These ones? Yeah. All day long. Yeah. So it's 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 marabou and rabbit and flash and it's it's a simple pattern but it just fishes like crazy. It's and and that's one of the things, you know, it's some of the simplest patterns are the best patterns. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's you know? really easy to overthink things sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's our that's our nature as fly right? fishers. It's always the new material or the new it's technique a, or yeah. or whatever. So, um, and then a couple new patterns on the website. We've got the Mardi Gras, which is a it's a kind of a bugger style with some rubber legs and some some uh, metallic beads on the inside. Gives it a really cool glow in the water. It's been I, really good for bass this year. I love these for articulation beads. Yeah, I use these in mice. Exactly. Yeah. So putting good them on Lord. the body. I mean, gosh, when those things hit the sunlight, they just glow. And it's it's an attractor for sure. Oh yeah, and extra, extra durable too. Yeah, these are these are really good beads. I know these ones. Yeah. So we got that new pat, crop pattern out. Um, I got what's called the leatherback crop, which has been super popular this year, and uh, more of a realistic crawfish pattern, and using the larva lace uh, bug skin over the top. It's a that stuff's awesome. Yeah, that's nice, man. It's that's a new new thing to me at least um, is that bug skin, and it's. It's like a suede, and it just looks it's like cool. Ple- it's pleather. Yeah, like a pleather. pleather. You know. So all, for all of you that have like a, I don't know, like a ninety-two, I don't know, <laughs> maybe like a cutlass or something. You got pleather seats. 
There you go. Tie up some of these. Yeah, or cut them up. Or start a material company and call it Pleatherback or something like that. <laughs> Let me know because I just trademarked Pleatherback. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so some new, some new stuff that came out. A lot of... A lot of nymphs that came out this year, which was cool, kind of rounding out some of the trout stuff off of the website. Nice. A uh, new thing called the DK Betas, which has just been lights out, spring betas, and it's, we're spring, getting there. Spring spring should be spelled betas. Yes, you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's, yeah, I like, I like this. I'm going to have to get some because I need to get my, yeah, I need to get my carp shit there straight. There you go. Carp and, small, carp and smallmouth, I need to get shit yeah. dialed. Yeah, we're almost to the topwater smallmouth season. Mm. That's... I live right by Horsetooth Reservoir, so oh nice! I'm ready to ready to get the boat out. You're and do ready some to top go water. Then. So, what colors do they have this in? Just they've this, got it in a. There's like just, 25 different colors okay. of that uh, bug skin, and they've got it in metallic finish. They've got it in a natural finish. There's a there's what's called a it's like a crinkle like cracked okay. finish. Okay. It's, and it's everything from shrimp pink down to black. So it's pretty cool stuff. Okay, so. Base, basic like material 101 once it hits the market everybody's like i need it in 95 colors yeah exactly nice. okay so yeah i mean you can use it for shrimp patterns i okay. just send a bunch of them down to belize for lobster little baby lobster yeah um and that was they're killing them there ah uh, nice yeah nice 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 okay next one all right, so then we got the Darth Invader. Yeah. Um, I'm doing this in a mini version now, too. With, you know, the, the mini articulated uh, stuff is hot right now. A lot of people doing, uh, you know, smaller articulated flies, wanting that secondary motion and that, that kick of the back hook, but also having, uh, you know, the smaller size to, to fish some smaller waters, and yep. it's been awesome. And uh, so I'm doing that with, with a couple different patterns. The Darth Invader is... Is one, and then the dirty snowball, which is a, a real good pattern of mine that's been around for a while. Um, they're doing a mini one of that with a mask from Flyman. Okay. Yeah, and so that's... it's a weightless streamer. So, you know, different different levels. I try to vary my streamers up in design to accomplish a certain motion. Right. And uh, so those two, man, having those in those box covers a lot of different applications. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I think a you know. I would say 10 years ago, I think most tires, I mean, I, in, my, in my mind anyway, I was tying for profile and color mostly. Right. And I wasn't really thinking about what it's doing in the water, you know. And, and now I know there's, you know, you're one of them, and there's, there's a lot of guys that are, that are putting motion first and then kind of tweaking everything to hit, that, hit the right motion. Well, I think with the addition of so many different new materials, I mean, gosh, our materials have exploded the last, I mean, even five years. But A lot. I mean, with the articulation shanks and stuff, with, like, chocolate's game changer, yep. people are thinking differently now. Um, yeah. You know, what I try to do is I focus on profile, but without weight of materials. So I'm right. using things to prop up other materials in front of it. Like what, I mean, that's been around for years with spay. Yeah, uh, fishing with like intruders and things, but I yep. don't think we see it necessarily as much in our uh, articulated trout flies and things. So it's cool to kind of bring different tactics from different areas in. Yeah, yeah, no, that's and that's you know I, I kind of noticed that in there. You you know you've got the marabou, Palmer, and then you go with your hair over the top. So what is what's the head? 
The head is, uh, I do them in two different ways. I, I, I really love doing pseudo hair. Okay. Um, and I do it in a dubbing loop and then wrap it forward. Uh, that's my one of my preferred ways. The one that you're holding right now is a Foxy Brush from EP. Okay. And it's a great alteration. The bigger yeah. ones, I, it works really well on the bigger sizes. Uh, pushes a lot of water. Yep. Where the pseudo hair is great in that middle um, trout sizes. Yeah. Where, but I have guys that are throwing that thing for pike and muskie and, and uh it, I think it works really well in the fox head on the larger sizes. So how is, yeah, how is this color combo? Oh as, man, as your like if you had to pick the top color combo, my number one color combo in everything I fish is that tan and gold, and I think it's an overlooked color. But look at all the you know the bait fish, the small trout, that tan or that lighter color that's not white, but it's it's that off tan kind of color is right. just a money color. Yeah. I fish a lot up on the reef in the mile. Yep. Tan and gold is, I mean, the goldie is a the amazing a, a pattern. Yeah. So that color combo up there is amazing. Yep. Yeah, one of my one of my go-to streamer patterns is, th- it's this color, and it's the, the double gunga. Yeah. Just absolutely slays. I mean, it's same, you know, it's got the yellow, it's got the tan, yeah. it's got the gold. Yeah, that little bit of yellow in there. Something about that that triggers those fish. Right. I don't know what it is, but they they go absolutely nuts. Yeah, yeah. You know? Tan and gold, olive and copper. Yep. Between those two, yep. I really like those two colors. Something about olive and copper that yeah. that works really well together Copper's too. Always good. Yeah, God, copper is always good. Yeah. And then, um, copper, copper, olive, tan, yellow. And then the the black and the, the black and red combo, I like black and red. I like a black and purple more than anything. Like I mean, if I'm going dark and I don't want to use just straight black, yep. like a black and silver or a black and purple. Yep. There's something about purple that just is money. I mean, I, it's and you know uh, white and silver. I mean, that's, yeah. that's another one. But one of the ones that I've been fishing a lot is uh, is a copper and or a uh, a rust and copper, kind okay. of a rusty color, but yeah. have some copper in there. Right. It's just a great imitation for crayfish. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I love, love purple in in all my nymphs. Right. If I can do purple in nymphs, all day long. Yeah, purples and blues. I found that there's a flash that I'm using for wing cases. Yep. It's a blue. Low light situations and deep. It's yeah. awesome. That, and that's the key. If you're, go, if you're going deep, you're, you're no, you know your blues and purples are... Well, blue on crayfish, too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of our crayfish around here, they're northern crayfish, so they've got that blue in the claws. Yep. Just putting a little bit of blue in your patterns can be can be a, a game changer. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. And then the last, is that the last one you've got? Oh, yeah, the flutter nugget. The flutter so nugget. So I'm doing that presentation tomorrow on how to tie cleaner and tighter uh, bullet head flies. And, I mean, I fish, you look at my terrestrial box, 90% of that boxes bullet heads i just there's something about a bullet head fly that just makes me want to fish it and fish it hard huh yeah i I don't think i fish nearly enough um i know i don't fish nearly enough bullet head flies they just you know they're versatile so i mean you can they sit a little lower in the water so i think they they show more of that profile to the bug right um you know the foam kick has gotten you know pretty big with hoppers and terrestrials being 
almost all foam. Yeah. I think we lose a little profile sometimes, so this one sits a little lower, and it has its place. I mean, sure, you look at the chubbies and stuff like that, it's a great fly. Oh, yeah. Um, but I love having that skate it through. They took it to, to Thailand this last year. Really? And caught Blue Masir on it. It was a lot of fun. Oh, so that'd be awesome. They're coming out with the Golden Stone version this next year with MFC. That's the one I'm tying tomorrow. Okay. Okay. I might have to hit that one then. I like, yeah. I like the... I like the casing effect that the mallard puts on it. Yeah. Mallard, it's it's one of those materials that just it screams winging material to me. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you're using it here on a dry, and you can, I think, um, I think Tommy Litch is putting it on the top of the D&Ds. Right. You know I mean? It's just, it's just you, a versatile You can go from a D&D to this that you can throw on a zero weight. Right. You know, all, all day long. It's such yeah. a... Duck, so, it's a, it's duck a, has so many uses. Oh, yeah. And I it's mean, a self-writing pattern. So if it lands on its side, it automatically self-writes itself. So uh, I've designed it to where, you know, if I'm fishing a crosswind and it flips over and, right. and or you just got a bad cast or something like that, it'll always write itself up. Yeah. So Nice. Yeah, I, I hate when you get when you when you get flies, you know, especially the foam flies. I've got I got some Moorish some Moorish mouse, the the two point ones. Yeah. Where they put the the trailer wire and right. turned up the turned up the hook, every single one of those lands foam down. I'm like, son <laughs> of a bitch. You know? It's a really easy fix too. I mean, that's the thing. So yeah, but I'll let you guys figure that one but, out. You know, it'll it'll still fish. It'll I'm not, fish. I'm not gonna yeah. hate it. But <laughs> I'm just like, oh, why can't you land the way I want you to land once? <laughs> you know, but yeah. Uh, so you got two presentations. You already got one one down. One down, one more to go. Nice. This kind of wraps up the, the show season for me, which is it's fun to to be here this weekend, and then we'll we'll get out and fish and yeah. fill in orders. Fish for a while, then you get into, I guess you're never out of tying mode, are you? No. No, <laughs> I doesn't say stop. Then you, get, then you get back in, but you're never out of it. There's busier seasons. Oh, yeah. But there's, uh, yeah, it continues all the way through the year. Right? Hey, that's, uh, that is not a bad problem to have, for no. sure. No, no, uh, there's worse jobs to have. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I tie flies. Well, yeah. You're, you don't, your life doesn't I'm a teacher stop. during the day and a fly tire at night, so yeah, I, I, I love what that. I do and I do what I love. Yeah, exactly. Well, hell, man, thanks for taking the time to come over and... Absolutely. Hopefully I'll catch the presentation tomorrow, and we'll go from there. All right. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Okay, this podcast uh, is brought to you by Western Visions Lanyard. Uh, Western Vision Lanyards is the home of unique and individually created lanyards crafted right here in the USA. These lanyards incorporate various stones, bones, and wooden beads along with high-quality fitments, ensuring each one-of-a-kind lanyard will serve you for many seasons to come. Remember... Life is too short to fish with an ugly lanyard, so go to westernvisionslanyards.com. Tell them I sent you. We have the one and only Rick Takahashi. How are you, sir? I am doing well, thank you. How are you doing? Good, good. You busy over there tying? Oh, my gosh. It's been so much fun. I, uh, uh, you know, We just started tying, and, and before you know it, all this time has passed by, and we look up and go, it's this time already? Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, we've been having a great time here. Nice. What yeah. uh, Do you have any presentations this weekend? Uh, yes, I'm doing uh, a couple, three presentations. I'm doing two fly time presentations, one on uh, effective patterns for uh, the Rocky Mountain region, 
and then uh, I'm tying. I'm doing another tying demo on from midges to grasshoppers, based on uh, my uh, my two books, Modern Midges and Modern Terrestrials. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm doing a. Uh, I think Sunday in the afternoon I'm doing a um, presentation on midge fly fishing. Ah, yes. see, that's what I'm going to go to then. Oh yeah, yeah. Midges are uh, doing. yes. Midges yes. are my life. Oh yeah, midges <laughs> are fun. I, I, uh, I didn't ever think that I would be uh, fishing midges. They're they're so small, and I'm getting to be so old. But boy, if I want to catch fishes, uh, fish, I want I want to definitely fish midges. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. yes. And so you you're a uh, you're a fly designer for Umqua. Yes, and then you're a, you're a whiting staff guy as well, right? Whiting farm. Uh, I'm on the pro staff of uh, of uh, flyman of um, uh, Daiichi hooks. Okay. Uh, of, of Semper Fly. Um, they're kind of. Uh, how long have they been around? You know, the, they're kind of newish, right? They've been coming on board the last uh, oh the last several years. Okay. And I really like their products. Uh, their their threads. Uh, I love love tying with. Uh, with their products, uh, Canadian Llama, uh, love their beads. Uh, Daiichi Hooks is one of my. Uh, I'm on their pro staff, and uh, I love time with uh, with the Daiichi Hooks, uh, uh, and uh, it's 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 been a fun it's been a fun journey. A Flyman, uh, if you've not ever seen any of their products, they have those fish masks. Where yeah. I've been that's really a, having that's a, a great, lot of fun. Yeah, that's a good way to put a put a head on a streamer. Absolutely, and, and not have to put a ton of weight into it. Oh, a- ab- absolutely! It's cut my uh, fly tying t- down in half because I can put those little fish masks on. Just it. get yeah, it it's, on it's, and it's, put it's, a head, and it's it's pretty cool. But I just I just like tying with all those new materials. Yeah, there's, and that's you know that's one of the thing. There is a ton of new stuff to tie to tie with. Oh yeah, and you know like with with Whiting Farms, uh, they're always coming up with with new products. Uh, Which and, is crazy. And feathers I mean, to tie with, and oh, it's it's just you, you know for me, it's what what if what if I try this? What if I try that? And and so I'm never bored at at time flies or trying to come up with patterns. No, that's good. That is good, man. So how many how many patterns do you have with Unquo right now? Do you, oh gosh, I don't too, know. Too five, many to count. <laughs> well, no, not too many to count. Uh, uh, too many to count because of how old I am. I can't remember. You know, I've got. <laughs> I've got four or five patterns with with uh, Umqua. Okay, I, I've been with them for probably over ten years now. Okay, They're a great company, and uh, uh, I've really enjoyed uh, uh, designing flies and, and sharing those with uh, with other people. Nice. Now your yours is um, you have a chronomid, right? Yours is the cr- yeah. Is, I, the I have crystal? a chronomid. I, I designed uh, a couple of them. One is a crystal chronomid. Yeah, that's the one. One is a holographic chronomid. Okay. You know, um, and since I wrote the you know modern midges, I've got all kinds of midge midge patterns that I like, right. to, I like to show the people. Nice. Um, but but then they also have some of my uh, warm water. I just came up with a new little foam frog. Okay. My little froggy that I. I've been doing really well with bass and bluegills and nice uh, um, and and some um, uh, little minnow patterns and so you know I, I tie a whole uh, array of different types of patterns I just I just find it fun whatever I can try to catch fish with yeah it's fun to it's it's fun to experiment I think it's funny that bluegill you know for being a small fish they will go after the biggest flies it it is and, amazing and not it even not amazing. even think twice about it. 
Well, you know, I, my, my first love is, is fishing for trout, but, you know, as a kid growing up, I fished for bluegills as much as I could almost every single day if, if, I, could, if I could get to a pond to fish. So uh, as an adult, I, I still enjoy fishing for them, and uh, uh, it's, uh, it's been fun designing flies to see if I can catch, uh, catch these bluegills with, with those flies. And yeah. Uh, so far, I've come up with some good patterns. Yeah, I think a bluegill on a little frog would be fun. Oh, to say is. the least. Oh, it is. It's it's a lot of fun. It's nice. a lot of fun. So, how many how many books do you have out? You have uh, two? I have two books two out. out. Uh, Modern Midges was uh, my first book. Right. Uh, Modern Church was my second book, and then my third book, which is going to be out uh, November first, uh, is is called uh, the Fly Tying Artist uh, Creative Patterns for the Common Hatch. Oh, okay. And so, and and those patterns in in that book will be centered on a lot of the patterns that I've designed and a lot of the patterns that I like to fish. Ah, yes. I like so that. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that book when it's done. Yeah. yeah. No, we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to visit that book next year when we're here. So. Oh, yeah, that would, that would be great. Yes. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. So how much, how, much work, how much work is writing a book? I mean, obviously you're busy doing everything you're doing, but then you're like, oh, I'm going to put a book on top of that well, you know what 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 happened with me is that I, first of all i never thought i'd ever write a book and then uh i i used to work for fly fisherman magazine first as an illustrator okay and then as a fly tire they asked me if i knew how to tie flies and i tie flies for uh, uh for them and then uh, they said can you write and i said well i don't i not to know english very well <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, they said, well, would you uh, like to write some articles? So I started writing some articles. And then and then uh, the publisher, one of the, uh, the editors of Fly Fisherman Magazine opened up Headwater Books, and he asked me, uh, called me and said, hey, you know, you've written some article for Fly Fisherman Magazine. You ever thought about writing a book? And that's where it started. Huh. And then uh, after we got the modern midges done, it, it, was, it did really well. They said, are you ready for another book? And I said, yeah. And so we decided upon uh, terrestrials and then then this last book they said hey you ready for another one and I said wow yeah you know and let's center it on on the flies you like to tie the flies you design etc right. and so so that that's worked out really really well for me nice yes yeah that'd be a, be a heck of an undertaking that's for sure oh yeah yeah it is it's 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 uh it's, it's been a lot of fun. Well, you know, I taught at Rocky Mountain High School in Fort Collins, and I was a yearbook advisor. And so, you know, doing a book wasn't necessarily uh, foreign to me. Right. But uh, if it was left up to me to, uh, to, uh, to design a book, uh, it would have looked like a yearbook. So I'm glad that, that uh, <laughs> Headline Publishing uh, yeah. uh, got a hold of me, and, uh, and, and they put the book together. They do a wonderful job. Yeah, no, I think everybody in the world is happy that that happened because cool. the two books you have out are great. So Excellent. Well, I know you've got a presentation, so thank you for giving me some time and, uh, we'll, you know, recording a podcast. Well, well thank you. I uh, uh, yeah, one of my friends uh, uh, told me that you were l- looking for me last year, and I'm going, really? You know, and uh, but I, I, usually when we're at these things, we're so busy. And, and that's yeah. the thing, man. You know, it, I was over in the corner by you guys last year, and everybody was so busy. And I, I, you know, our our buddy Steve, I was like, hey, 
Whoever you can get over here, get over here. Oh, Steve Maldonado is awesome. You know, we got Haddix and uh, we got Kruger and we got Phil and, and you know, uh, uh, Scott Stisser. And, oh, yeah, and those guys have been friends of mine for a long time. Yeah. So it's really cool that, that you're including them and that, that we're all tying together, you know, and we fish together. Yep. And uh, and we have a lot of fun. So so thank you for inviting me. Oh, on. yeah. No, thanks for coming over. So uh, new book, like you said, November. Be on the lookout for it. The one and only Rick Takahashi. Thank you. Thank you very much. This next interview is brought to you by 5280 Angler. If you're searching for expert guides and fly fishing fun on the front range, be sure to check out 5280 Angler. Whether you're looking to sharpen your skills on the South Platte system, plan the perfect date, or host the ultimate party on the water, 5280 Angler has your trip covered. The guides at 5280 have the passion, the skill, and the experience to serve you. Find web specials at 5280angler.com. And check out recent trip picks on Facebook and Instagram at 5280 Angler. 5280 Angler is passionate about service and wild about fish. Hello. Okay. Okay, I'm ready when you are, boss. All right, here we go. We got another spotlight fly tire in the house. My buddy Phil, how are you? How you doing, Steve? Long Good. time no see. Yeah, it's been I a year. Think we were here last year, yeah. <laughs> how's life, man? How's the been how's good. the fishing's been good, life has been good. Where you been at? Oh, eleven mile, dream stream, frying pan, uh, big Thompson, Eagle. Nice. Everywhere. 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 And everywhere are they eating the No Mercy Midge? They're eating the No Mercy Midge and they're eating the uh Iwani done uh um, extended body fly. Nice. So, did did the, did uh, okay? So you're you're a Whiting Pro Staff guy. You're an Umqua. Umqua, yeah. And who else? Anybody else? Nope, that's it. Nice. Yeah. So, did Umqua have the extended body last year when we talked? You know what? They were just picking it up, I believe. Now I have ten of them with them, different different patterns. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. So it's been great. It's been great. Nice. So how many variations of the of the extended body are you are well, they running now? There's ten of them now. So I okay. Have, so the, okay. So there's ten. Yeah. Okay. So I have uh, blue wing olive. Yep. PMD, uh, Trico, uh, Hendrickson, um, uh, Adams, and then of those I have uh, um, parachutes and a thorax version. So and of course, all the different sizes too. Yeah, how small? Uh, the smallest is a twenty-two. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, that's good, man. Yeah, and they're and they're doing. This is the first, last quarter was the first quarter, and uh, it's selling really well at good. all the fly shops. Yeah, I, I, there's there's no reason that it shouldn't. I mean, that thing is perfect. It's, it's so much more realistic. The gape of the hook is much larger. Uh, the extended body m- makes it more realistic. Yeah. And they're just, uh, and that's, it's, it's money. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's money. exactly it. It's money. Yeah. So what do you got? On, what do you got on the horizon? Anything? Anything new? You know, I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start tying some, uh, um, some um, emergers. Okay. Uh, um, I've got some extended uh, body caddis patterns that I'm gonna submit. 
um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm always trying to come up with something different. I like it. The main thing is that it works. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's got to it's got to work, or it yeah, ain't, it's got to it, work, or it's a waste of time. If it sits in fly bins for months, it ain't doing anybody any good. Exactly, exactly. Nice. Um, so, do you have any presentations here? I just had one. Okay. So I did it on my uh, extended body flies. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Is that a packed house? Quite a few people. I say it should be. Yeah, quite a few people. You got anything going tomorrow? No, I'm just going to be tying, tying okay. for the people coming. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we always have fun. Rick and I, Rick uh, Takahashi and myself, we always have a blast. Yeah, you got a good little row over there. You got Scott and... Scott's excellent. Scott's just is a phenomenal tire. Um, Steve Maldonado is a good tire. Yeah, I mean, he's, Rick he's over and there. And everybody. Yeah, everybody here, they're good tires. Chris is over Chris there. Chris Kruger. Yep. 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 Yeah, he brought me some goodies. Oh, he's... He's a great tire. They're yeah. all great tires. Oh, they're yeah. they're they're Top really the good. Yeah, he brought me two streamers oh, wow, and a, and the you. and the cicada. That little bullet head cicada he's tying. Yeah, that thing is. He's nice. a good design. He's a great designer. Yeah, we tie a lot together. Oh, okay. So when you so when you go into designing a fly, what what's your what's your number one point before you even? Well, for me, I try to make them realistic. So and I want some movement. So the material I use, it usually is more supple. Okay. I don't want to have like a real stiff fly, you know, because it, it looks it looks lifeless. Right. So I try to tie my flies with the idea of making not only realistic, but that it looks like it's moving and it's alive. Ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah, so that's what I try to do, and then I'm trying to imitate, you know, uh, the insect, you know, that that the fish, of course, are taking. Right. And and uh, and. And I, I take in consideration everything from material to the hook. I really like to tie with a TMC uh, 2488 hook because it's a, it's a short, shanked, large gaped hook. Lar- yeah. And you're going to get more hook sets that way. It's yep. just more, it's, it has more of a bite. Yeah, 2488 is, is probably my most used midge hook. Yeah, it's, I think it's one of the best, best the hooks made, especially for the way I use them. I even tie, I mean, I tie all my nymphs with it. Like okay. If I tie a Copper John, I won't use a 101 hook. I'll use a 2488, just a larger size. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, do, you, do, you get, do you mess with the H as much? You know what? I, my, a lot of my friends think that, it, of course, it's a heavier hook. Yep. So for my, for my use, um, especially when I'm tying extended bodies, it just adds more weight to the fly. Just a little too much and yeah. brings it so, down too much. And, and you know what? I don't, I don't straighten my hooks out, and I catch big fish, and I don't, I don't uh, straighten out my oh, hooks. Oh, hum- so humble I, brag there, kids. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just don't see the necessity to use a heavy, but yeah. I, I know people do. Yeah. I mean, I think if you, if you straighten out your hooks, you're putting a lot too much pressure, and normally your tippet will break before you straighten your hook out. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Yeah, and I, and I mean, really, you should be minding your drag before your drag should kick in a long right. way. Way before you're straight. Before your you're straightening out exactly. that hook. Exactly. So yeah, you know, life has been good. Been catching a lot of fish and uh, going out with my friends uh, um, and catch and, like Steve and I, Steve Maldonado and I went out fishing oh, a couple like about a week or so ago, and we we killed them. Nice. Absolutely killed them. Big fish too. It was uh, fun. Real fun. That's good. 
Were they eating on top or uh, nymphing? No, we were nymph fishing okay. mostly, but they were, they were coming up too, but mostly on the mostly nymphing. Nice. And streamers. And, and you streamers. know what you know what fly that is. Yep. Caught a lot on my no mercy, that's yep. for sure. Yeah, that thing is yeah. uh that thing is a great yeah. fly. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's just it's just fun. It's good to be out outside doing something. Yeah, no, I, and that's exactly it, man. I mean, I think the uh Right now, the weather's been good. The runoff is non-existent. So it's just... So it's, far, so good. It's going to be one of those years. I, I, I don't know if it's going to be one of those years that we just dive straight in and everybody's fishing from, you know... Well, it's so good that Colorado has so many tailwaters. Yeah. Because at least you can usually fish the tailwaters, no matter what. Yep. Yeah. You've been down south to any tailwaters lately? No, not really. Not in a while. I haven't been. I haven't been to the San Juan in, in a, over a year. So. Oh, oh. So when you go, do you do you typically do you weight it exclusively, or do you yeah. float it too? Yeah, I normally weight it. Okay. Because yeah. I did a lot of changes down on the and uh, the end of the end of the run down at Munoz Point. Oh. They did. You know how it was real kind of flat right, frog right, water right, from right. ET down. They changed that up and they, they dredged, dredged it. They dredged it. They put in a lot of structure. So I'm really excited to see how that goes. I hear it's fishing lights out. So, I mean, when isn't it, though? Yeah. San Juan is a, is a good river. It, it's, it's very so productive. Much fun. Very productive. Yep. Yep. Very productive. Well, I appreciate you coming over. Thanks and for having me, Steve. Spending a few minutes and, yeah. uh, and un- always enjoy our little conversations. Oh, yeah. So. If you're looking, go out and get you some of the extended body flies. You can't miss it. Or come here and learn how to tie it. Okay? All right. We've got another fly tire in the house. Scott Stitzer. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Good. Did did I get you on last year? I don't remember if I did. No. I'm okay. We we're just sitting over there. wants to hear from me anyway, you know. So, <laughs> so Scott, what uh, what are you tying while you're here? So, uh, today I've been tying some some hoppers. I call them the the NRH hopper, the no reject hopper. Uh, and I combined three of the famous flies together: the Joe's hopper, Dave's hopper, and Renee Harrop's uh, Henry's fork hopper. Okay. And um, over the years, when I fished those flies i noticed sometimes i get quite a few rejections this fly i came up with after a few years of fishing i realized if a fish saw it they ate it so, and so i called it the no reject hopper well that's exactly what you want when you're fishing hoppers there you go All right and it's almost indestructible and, and and of course there's nothing more fun than to drop something off a hopper too so. oh yeah yeah yeah, I mean, especially if it's if it's floating. I mean, if it floats high and you're good, God, nothing better than those high floating hopper eats. Yep. So, how long have you been? Uh, when did you come out with that one? Oh boy, probably 15 years ago. Okay. But since I'm not really in the business, it's not like something you find on a store shelf. Right. You know, so. But they're going like hotcakes today here. So. Good. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's it's then, hopper uh, season. I started in 1972. Okay. Uh, Probably the very beginnings of, of fly fishing in, in America, um, North America, was Andre Puyans and David Inks had a, a pretty famous shop called Creative Sports Enterprise in, a, in San Ramon. 
uh, the famous Pacheco Boulevard store back in the day. Okay. Um, and uh, 72, I was a sophomore in high school, and I fell in love with it. And, and um, Andre's very famous. He died about five years ago uh, in the Fly Fishing Hall of Fame, uh, Buzz Buzz at the Wards and all that. And, I, of course, young man, I hung around his shop picking his head and brain as much as I could. Yeah, so. it's not a bad person yeah, to yeah, get so. get any type of info at all from. So Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm also known uh, for time to no hackle. And while I was at Andre's shop, uh, Mike Lawson's guides came down and uh, a guy named Derek from, was a guide from his shop and, and taught me how to tie the no hackle according to uh, Renee Harrop and, and Mike Lawson, the way they tied it. Um, okay. I've modified how it's tied a tiny bit because it works better for me. Right. But, but, uh, but that style of no hackle seems very difficult. For people to learn, but uh, I've been doing that for quite some number of years too. Nice. Uh, and then another another tidbit that people don't know is you're a very accomplished, uh, like the salmon flies. Oh the present, yeah, that's, the pre- my, that's my love, the Atlantic salmon. Flies. The Atlantic salmon flies. Now, do you do those? I mean, do you do those for for people to fish? Strictly presentation stuff. So going back to Andre's shop, okay. uh, one of the gentlemen there tied a, a jock scot in his advanced lessons one okay. time, and I just fell in love with it, um, and I had to have them. I had to be able to do that. It was like just crazy beautiful. They and do they do some crazy stuff, and it just ends up just I mean gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. They're so so um, so I started pursuing that. Um, materials are very expensive, of course, and, and right. hard to come by sometimes, very rare. So luckily I started when you could still get some things and um, and been collecting materials for, you know, ever since. Right. And, and uh, I can't afford to pay uh, $20 to $30 for a single hook. Right. So, so I said, well, I'm an engineer. I can figure out how to make a hook, right? So, right. So I... I modified a cold chisel and and uh, I make my hooks for those pretty much either I'm either I'm reforming an old mustad hook and, and reforging the uh, taking the eye out right or, I, or I'm making them from scratch from from wire okay and and, and so because um, twenty dollars for a hook is a lot of money right twenty so bucks for get, a hook yeah with so, nothing on nothing it on it is yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. And, and that's when I last looked. That might have been five years ago. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I wouldn't even. I couldn't even. I probably couldn't even Google the right thing to get me to a good spot to buy those hooks. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yep. Uh, um, so you so you said you take off the eye. So you do the old. Um, so back in the day, the the flies were fashioned with uh, silkworm gut eyes. Uh, three strands of silkworm gut were were spun together and set. They're, they're spun together moist and let, they're let to set and then fashion the eye of the hook out of the silkworm gut. Right. And we do that because we're trying to uh, imitate the late 1800s and early 1900s flies that were actually used to catch Atlantic salmon back then. Right. Um, and and why not do it with a gut hook, like gut eye like they did back then? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's... Those if you're, if you're, if you're going to be authentic... 
you know. Those flies back in the day cost an average man's weekly wages to purchase. Really? Yeah. So so only only the very elite, you know. And that's the f- that's the ones they f- that's the fishing ones. Yeah. They actually fished them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what's the uh, what's the set, what's the presentation market like these days? Are you doing uh, are you doing presentations uh, here? Yeah. Demos or anything like that here? Uh, well, since I'm not in the business, I kind of stepped aside, let the people that are trying to, you know, push their books, right, and and um, and, and are actually try, kind of trying to make a living out of this, uh, have their have their time in the presentation booth, and so I de- um, I declined to to do it. I've done it before, but you know, it's, uh, I'm I, I'm I don't do this for a living, so yeah. Be, it, maybe it'd be a good demo to do like uh, you know for, you know go in here and show these guys how to forge your own hooks and <laughs> that'd be tough to do here but yes I've done that in my garage yeah know. no I'd be I'd be a real tough one to do here uh, so how many what okay so what is your favorite Atlantic salmon fly to tie if you I mean because I know there's uh, I could probably only name like two. If I, I, I don't if know that I there's any that are my favorite to tie, but probably probably one of my favorites uh, because my daughter's nickname is Nellie. Um, it's, her name's Janelle, but she goes by Nellie. And there's a fly that was um, invented by um, Major Terhoon that's called the Nellie Bly. And it's got a big, beautiful red uh, covert um, full feather from the macaw. Um, okay. It's got blue jay on it. It's got jungle cock in it. It's got Indian crow in it. Oh wow! It's 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 just a really really beautiful fly. And um, in fact, if I had my phone, I could show you show you a picture of it. Well, definitely know. looking it up. Yeah. Definitely. So. Nice. So, would you? How would? Um, so, do you tie these days? Do you tie more salmon flies, or do you tie more the trout stuff? So, um, I think of trout. Fly tying is sometimes it's okay. I mean, sometimes I don't mind doing it, especially when I'm getting ready to go fish and I'm excited about having what I need on the on the water. Right. But, but my real zen is is you know um, sitting down and tying an Atlantic salmon fly. So um, that's when you're really kind of lost in the world of it. You know? Right. Uh, and so, but I do tie a lot of trout flies. Okay. I've doing some. I've been doing some neat stuff lately. With the Wally Wing, where people have never seen anybody tie a small Wally Wing, and I'm tying some uh, adult midges at size 22 with Wally Wings. And everybody's like, oh, damn, how are you doing that? Yeah, I'll have to go over and see that. Because those are cool flies in general. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you get down to 22s and you're doing it, that's, yeah. So I'll I'll definitely be going over to see that. Um, So when you, on, I, I don't know if there's an average number you can give. But when you're doing, you know, like the presentation style flies, how many hours would you say you put into a fly? Oh yeah, some of the some of the complex ones will take me eight to ten hours. Wow. Uh, and and a lot of that hasn't. It's not when you're just sitting down with the vice for it. It's because as you're fashioning a fly and you're looking for the right material and the right size material and, and right and the right bend in the material and you know or or putting your own bend in the material. Right. Um, a lot of the time is in the material selection of picking the right material for that fly and that size of the fly, right? Right. And, uh, so that it looks aesthetically pleasing. Um, so it'll take me sometimes a week to tie one fly because I'll, I'll tie, 
I'll sit and do an hour, hour and a half on it or something and set it up on the counter right. on my desktop. And I might not get back to it for a couple of days until I'm really in the mood to do it. Right. And then and then I'll sit down and do it again because nothing nothing turns out worse than a, than than a, a rush fly. fly that you're doing because you feel like you have to get it done. Right. Yeah, I can only imagine. I know, <laughs> I know how bad my flies turn out when I know I have to push them out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I could only imagine something like that. And you're like, well, I don't really want to take the time and just push through it. And we belong, There's actually a, a club in the area called the Katinga Club. Unfortunately, I missed the meeting today because I was here doing this. Oh. But, but we, uh, and we meet over at Anglers Hall. They, they've been oh, okay. good enough to let us meet upstairs up there. And, okay. Um, so they were there today. We meet about four times a year. Okay. Uh, Marvin Nolte is a professional Atlantic salmon fly tire. He, he's a member and is almost always there and, and um, so anybody that wants to kind of get involved in, uh, and learn a uh, yeah. really neat art you know uh, uh, there is there is the club and, and we're always looking for people to come in and um, we're always willing to share nice um, yeah and that's exactly what it is it, it's definitely an art you know it's not like a hey I'm going to tie Atlantic salmon flies no yeah. <laughs> no. no you're not yeah I still so I've done I've done it where I've uh, uh, there was a guy named John Betts that, that used to be a member. He's moved away. He's in Northern California now, but uh, um, and uh, he's a pretty famous name. But in in, in locally even because he was here, and, but uh, he tied everything in hand without a vice. Oh and, yeah, and, and and he did and he did his own hooks. But he would I made jigs to make my hooks come out the way I want them to. And believe me. I spent hours and hours making these right. jigs, right? And he and he said, "Oh, you haven't made a hook until you pulled a hook." That means, really, literally, by taking a pair of needle nose pliers and your fingers and, and and bending the hook to the shape you want, right? Really. And so, uh, a number of years ago, because uh, I really respected him a lot, and and I tied a, a marsh brown. Uh, I tied the entire fly in hand, and I made the hook, and I pulled the hook by hand without using my jigs. And I framed it and gave it to him in appreciation for all his years of experience oh, nice. and sharing. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, i I've always I've always sat back and I've thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, you know, tie a couple. You know, just start small, mm-hmm. tie some caddis or something like that without a vice. And I'm like, no, no, I'm gonna put it in the vice. Well, for for beginners nowadays, you know, I mean. When I started, you know, I learned. I tied three years on my own before I took a lesson, and and um, there's a lot of struggles and there's a lot of problem areas in fly time that are hard hard to overcome. And you look back in the '72, we didn't have all these. I mean, we got beautiful materials nowadays, right? You got hackles that are 14 inches long that'll tie a size 20, you know, four hook. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's amazing what they can do with a chicken. And back then we had Indian necks, you know, those right. Indian capes, right? Right. So, and uh, so I made a 26. I did tie a size 26 humpy back in the day. Wow. Uh, that, that Andre looked at and said, looked pretty damn good. Um, but uh, that was with the materials available then. Wow. I can only imagine if, if you're getting involved in it today with so many people out here willing to share and show you things and, and share uh, the, the experiences they've had. Um, you can just shortcut so, so, so much with the people out here that are really great people that are willing to share their ideas and yeah that uh learning curve gets shortened quite a bit nowadays i think i mean the materials just materials you could never even think about doing you know so no that's awesome 
That is awesome. I, I've I watched um, on Amazon the other day. I watched a documentary. It was called The House of Hardy. Mm-hmm. I did too. And, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So and yeah. I you know yeah, I, yeah. I you know they were talking about the guys that would sit there and tie flies. You yep. know, and they're like, you've got to tie. You know, they had to tie. Like I want to say it was like three years. They tied for a full year or a full year or something. And, and every and they would raise them apart. And then after a year, they would be able to tie flies for sale. Right. They were employed. Right. Right. But, right. But That's then, what it was. Yeah. But they didn't get to sell any of their flies. Yeah. They were just they would just cut them up and. Yep. And yeah. And, and I mean they it, they would tie them and they do it again. Yeah. Shave it yeah. off. Yeah. And, you know, after yeah. a year, then they're like, okay, yeah, you can yeah, yeah. you can sell now. Crazy. You huh? know, it was crazy. And you know, yeah. I was watching the guy tie flies, and he's sitting there, and you know, he's like he's like every other fly tire. He's got shit everywhere. Yeah. You know, he knows where he's he's pulling out these old coffee tins and old cigar boxes and finding the feathers and putting them up and yep. you know, he's holding yep. the, he's got everything in hand and yep. just whipping Crazy. right through it and I'm like, wow. Yeah. And and um so so I make my own wax. Uh Marvin Nolte was the one who showed me how to make the gave me the idea how to make the proportions of stuff to put together in the wax. But, okay. Uh but back in the day, they didn't have lights like we did. So we, we also have modern lighting and stuff like that. They would sit in a window, and, and, and the fly couldn't be fashioned correctly unless, unless the, the wax was soft. And the wax would only be soft if it was warm. Right. And so they would sit in front of a window, and they would move across as the sun moved across. Following the, the shot. Following the sun yep. during the day. And when the sun was went away, they were done. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. I'd, I'd get the right facing I mean, window where I had like a three-hour window to work. And that was yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's cool. And the wax—if uh, you get a really good wax, it's almost like glue. It, I mean, a couple turns and it'll lock something in. You know, huh. and, and 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 so that's where people say, "Oh, you guys are counting every—you know—every thread wrap on those things." It's like, yeah, but you know, it's how it's done. So. Yeah. Why well, you know, and it's. It's one of the things you learn in fly tying is to be efficient with every, really with every motion and with every wrap. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to, too little and you, you know it's going to fall apart. Yeah. Too many, you're too bulky. You're, yep. You know, you can't, you can't finish it right. And that's, I mean, I'm, I'm a big, when I do, you know, midges and stuff, I'm a very big proponent on, if I'm tying these, I know I'm, you know. I've done this once, but I know if I'm like over 50 wraps on a fly, yeah, it's going to be way too bulky. So some know, people, and that's that's the small stuff. Some people can tie, sit down and tie a dozen flies to go fishing with, right? Yep. I get bored after three, so it's a struggle <laughs> for me to do six, and then I want it, then I go, oh, I'm going to modify this, or I'm going to, uh, oh, maybe I can do this an easier way. You get or, a little, or, yeah. or, or oh, I'm going to tie something else. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do that all day, man. I'm like, all right, I'm going to. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to tie midges. So then halfway through a midge run, I'm like, now nah, I need to tie some squirmy worms. What's well, worse is if your material is out, it's like a squirrel. You go, squirrel, you know, there's another material. Oh, yeah. oh, oh I want to yeah, do this. That's you know? definitely the worst. <laughs> don't don't have everything in front of you because you'll never tie exactly what you need to tie. Yeah. It's always going to be like an experiment. You know, well, yeah. I've been tying these, but maybe I'll try this too, yeah. you know. Well, man, I appreciate you coming over and spending 15 minutes oh, talking cool. and uh, we don't well, like, I, we like definitely said, don't get I'm, a lot of I'm not uh, one of these famous guys around here so but I appreciate talking no, to you. No, but you're uh, you're one of the more interesting ones cuz we don't get a lot of the Atlantic salmon guys that make their own hooks so Cool. It's uh it's cool. We appreciate uh, it. So. Uh, thank you.
All right, this podcast was brought to you by the biologists and fly geeks at Ascent Fly Fishing. If you are ready to stop guessing and start catching more fish every trip to the river, let the team at Ascent Fly Fishing match your hatch. Just tell them where and when you are fishing, and they will build you a fly selection down to the life cycle of the bugs on the water when you are fishing it.